Hello, and welcome in to another edition of the Fantasy Football Betting Pod with Nick and Cody coming at you with our Week 6 Best Bets codes. Expanding from 3 to 5 this week. Uh, I don't know if you are feeling pretty confident about all of your picks or if you feel like you had to force any in there. Uh, what is your general take on your uh, five selections this week in totality? Yeah, luckily did not have to force anything in there. I feel pretty good about my, my four remaining selections. Obviously, Broncos plus 10.5 was a little bit of a flop on Thursday night. Um, but, I mean, did I lose the bet? Yeah. Did I really call the game as it happened? Pretty close. I just needed you know, the Broncos to be a little less inept and uh, we would have been right there for that cover all day. So I feel pretty good about my four remaining bets. Um, I know one of them I think you're going to be on the opposite side of just based on some of your extras that you threw into the dock, but we'll get into that one here in a little bit. Um, before we before we kick it off, do you have any, any college football plays this Saturday that you're playing? Um, I did not actually get a good look at the slate this week. I was really focusing on my NFL picks. Um, I think I like the, uh, the over in the USC Notre Dame game. And I think there was one more over I was playing. Uh, it was a really high total. It's that oh, Oregon Washington It's at 67 and a half. I think they're trying to bait you to take the under there. I think that'll be a, you know, 35 plus point game on both sides. So I'd still take the, over. Oh, yeah. but uh, how about you? Um, I might just throw a little bit on the Mizzou Tigers before we leave, just to give me give myself a little more rooting uh, interest while we're watching that one later tonight. Yeah. Maybe actually just the over because their defense is pretty bad, and I don't really yeah. want to have to put money on we, their defense again. So maybe I'll just root for points. We always we always struggle against Kentucky too, for whatever reason, at home or on the road. So uh, hopefully we can uh, reverse that trend. But yeah, fifty and a half. I think that's a safe over. Uh, before we start with our picks, uh, I just wanted to mention that I'm going to start recapping all of our picks at the end of the episode. So if you just want to skip to the end and hear the selections uh, read to you in order, uh, you can do that. Uh, we'll try to maybe include it in the time codes, but if not, you know, just skip till about three or four minutes before the end of the episode, and uh, I will recap it a couple times to make sure that everyone is able to hear all of our picks in a you know short, condensed area. I'm going to start out with the London game here. I'm going back to it after getting burned last week. I'm not playing the line, though. I'm just going to play the under of 42. It's Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, technically the home team in this one. Uh, We loved this total earlier in the week when it was at 40. It's come up to 42. Sharps are on the other side of this one. That always makes you a little bit nervous, but I'm still pretty confident in it. Both teams have been below this team, uh, this game total in four of their five games so far. Uh, I think this uh, just really lines up to be a closer, lower-scoring game with the philosophy these two teams employ. Baltimore's spread it out, uh, air it out. Passing attack has not really gone as they had planned early uh, so far this year. I think they're probably going to get a little more conservative, especially after watching their receivers basically throw away a game in Pittsburgh last week. Uh, I don't think they're going to need to put up 30 to beat the Tennessee Titans either. Uh, this defense uh, is not a great matchup for Tennessee. They, they defend the run well. Not so much against the pass, but I think they'll have the, the Titans will have trouble taking advantage of that. And I just, I just trust Vrabel to keep it close. So if Tennessee's not able to score a ton, and this game is close, it's uh, you know it should be low score. Absolutely, I don't have the exact statistic, but they call it the Lunder for a reason. Anytime teams are playing in London, just snag that under, and you have a good chance of winning that bet. I also like it in particular. I think the Ravens left. I want to say on Wednesday, I heard, and then the. Um, 
Tennessee Titans didn't leave until Thursday, late Thursday or early Friday, something like that. So I would say neither of these teams are going to be very acclimated to uh, the time change and getting over jet lag. So I could see this being a pretty low-scoring game on Sunday morning. My only concern is if Lamar Jackson and those receivers get it going against a bad pass defense that Tennessee has. But even if that is the case, I still I don't see these teams getting above 42 points. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, my first best bet here, I am going to take the Nasty Boys, the Patriots plus three at the Raiders. Just taking the number here. Both these teams are bad. Um, you know, New England has been terrible these past two weeks. No one in the public is going to be wanting to put money on them based on what they've seen. But the Raiders have not been that much better. Um, you know, Vegas, we get them off a primetime win. We get New England off of an embarrassing, two straight embarrassing losses. Um it, you know, it's a get right week. Expect this to be extremely low scoring. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the team that I'm getting the points. I think I have the coaching advantage as well. We'll just see if uh, Bill Belichick can do something with his lack of talent there in New England. But again, I don't really want to ride around talking about how I trust this Patriots team. I don't at all. I'm just going to take the team that's getting the points in this matchup. I expect it to be a 17-16, 20-21 maybe kind of game. And I'll, I'll just take the team getting points. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty sharp play on your side. Um, like you said, when there are two bad teams in a game, especially a game in Las Vegas, that's not going to have much of a home field advantage. Uh, you know, the Las Vegas and LA games are kind of notorious for the other side having half their fans in the building. But um, when it's going to be a lower scoring, close game between two bad teams, you just take the team that's getting the field goal, and uh, I think that's a good call. A lot of people are probably off of the Patriots, especially on the public side, because of what they've seen the past two weeks, but. I don't think this Raiders team is much better. Uh, so I'm just going to transition that into my second pick. This was actually, I was going to save this to the end because this is my lock of the day. It is the New England Las Vegas under 41 and a half. Uh, we are going to be, we're going to start picking one of our five best bets as just our you know best, best bet. This is my best, best bet of the week. Uh, the under 41 and a half. First off, 30% of tickets are on the under. 74% of the money is on the under. Yeesh, the Sharps are really hammering this under. Um, New England, points by game as a team so far this year. 20, 17, 15, 3, 0. Las Vegas, points by game as a team. 17, 10, 18, 17, 17. These two teams could go back to their five full games, pick their best score each, and we would still not even be close to hitting this over. Uh, we'd still be a field goal off at 20 to 18. So I don't see uh, New England going off against a, you know, even a, a beatable Las Vegas defense. I just can't trust this New England offense right now to score anything more than 21 or 24 points. Uh, at the absolute high end, and then the uh, the Vegas Raiders have struggled against worse defenses than this Patriots unit. They will be very motivated, as Cody mentioned, going into this week. So I think this under is a really easy play. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, obviously, luckily we didn't have to double up on games this week. There was plenty of them that I liked um, as I was going through it last night, but that would have been one if I couldn't find a fifth game that I liked. I would have tagged along with you. I. I could see this game being 10-7 or something crazy like that. I mean, these two teams are not going to be putting up a bunch of points. Um, but I will transition into my third best bet of the week, and that's going to be Saints minus 1.5 at the Texans. I would say this one was close to being my lock consideration. Um, this is 
pretty simple for me. We're getting a rookie quarterback against a top five defense in the NFL. CJ Stroud has been really good, and I understand that, but it's still, he has not played a defense of this caliber um, so far through his career. The Saints defensive rankings, fourth in yards per game, eighth in run, sorry, eighth in running yards per game, and fourth in pass yards per game. Obviously, the Texans have made a living these past five weeks being able to throw the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. The Saints are also one of the best teams when it comes to turnovers, so if you want to bet on when C.J. Stroud's going to throw his first interception, this is not a bad game to do it on. Um, Also, no Tank Dell for the Texans, and I know he is still just a rookie, but he's been a big part of that offense so far. So taking him out, you know, making Robert Woods be more involved or a John Mechie or someone like that just gives me more confidence in this Saints defense. Um, on the other side of the football, I don't really have too much to say about their offense against the Texans defense. I can see this game also being pretty low scoring, but it's only one and a half. If this was three, three and a half, it probably wouldn't have made my best bets, but Saints by a field goal feels pretty good. Yeah, um, I think this is kind of a classic letdown spot for a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud that's had a really good run so far, but I think this is by far the best defense he has played uh, to this point. They have a bye next week. Uh, you know, They clearly are a little banged up, maybe looking forward to that. So uh, I think that is a good call, and I'm again, I'm going to follow you. We're going to go with the under in this same match of New Orleans at Houston. You mentioned how this could be a low-scoring game. That under is at 42.5. I think that's way too high. I would have expected this to be closer to 40, maybe even 39. Uh, New Orleans has hit 11 straight unders as a team, dating back to last year. So obviously all five of their matchups this year have gone under. None of their game totals have gone above 37 this year. So we really have not even been close to the number that we're getting here in a game that does not project to be incredibly high-scoring. You mentioned it. Uh, I won't really belabor the point, but C.J. Stroud against this New Orleans defense is a bit of a mismatch in both of our opinions. And then uh, the Derek Carr-led New Orleans offense, it's not a terrible matchup against this Houston Texans unit, but I think they're a better defense than most people give them credit for. And this Derek Carr-led offense has just not been one you would expect to uh, you know, have a breakout game necessarily. I think a good game for this unit would be 21-24 points. I think that'll be enough to win the game. And uh, even if they get to that total, I think we could still hit this under. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all over this under as well. This is uh this would not be a good week to be doing our fantasy podcast with all these unders that we <laughs> love so much. It so is a, <laughs> it is a crappy slate. It really is. There's a lot of like uh, some some of the games that you really like the over in. The weather is playing. Uh, yep. Tricks. It's and I, and sometimes it doesn't matter with the weather, but it's just it just murky. It just really makes things murky. It can matter a lot. Uh, so those are, those are tougher to play. And then, yeah, like I said, a lot of, a lot of low totals. I think the only total over, uh, 50 is that Cowboys chargers game on Monday night. But yeah, other than that, it is a, uh, it, it is going to be a low scoring fantasy week. So you're going to have to grind out some matchups for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into my fourth best bet of the week. I got lions at Buccaneers. I am going to take the bucks plus three. We get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off of a buy as well as getting points at home. So I'm going to take the home underdog whenever I can get them. And this is another just classic fade the public kind of spot. The Detroit Lions have become the public's favorite team. Don't blame them. I'm a big bandwagon Detroit Lions fan. They're probably my favorite team in the NFC right now. So I I get it. I like watching them. I love Jared Goff. I think he's underrated as hell. So 
I get why the public loves this Lions team so much, but my betting philosophy is if the public's super hard one way, I'm just going to go the other way because that's typically what the Sharps are doing as well. Um, pretty, pretty simple for me. I think that if Detroit wins this game, I don't think it's going to be by a blowout. I think it's going to be within you know, maybe a field goal and we get the push. I think it's going to be less than that. I think the Buccaneers actually have a good chance to maybe go, um, you know, sneak this one out at home. Um, I, if you listen to the fantasy football podcast, I've probably been one of the most anti Baker Mayfield guys out there. He just got promoted to captain on the team and not saying that that's a huge thing, but it does show that his teammates do have confidence in him. probably more confidence than, uh, either the Cleveland Browns or the Carolina Panthers have had in recent years. So, um, again, don't love betting on Baker Mayfield, but I'm getting points at home. The Buccaneers defense has been sneaky good as well, especially against the run, which we'll see how they hold up against David Montgomery. But I just, again, home underdog off a of bye in and fading the public. This is just all the things that I love all wrapped up in one. So I got to take it. It's basically my betting philosophy. So if I don't, then I feel like I'm a fraud. <laughs> Cody. You think you know what I'm going to say. Um, will you Will you beer bet me on this one? Yeah, I'll beer bet you on this one. Absolutely. I'll take okay. bucks plus 100%. That's not, I, was, I was typing it up in the doc already. I knew you were going to accept that. So, um, yeah, I, I recognize all of the, the things you just said. I think the, the fact that this is just the public play of the week, the sharps are all over the bucks. Um, so if you want to follow the, the people that spend a lot of money on this, go right ahead. It's usually the way to go. In my opinion, though, I think the Detroit Lions are six or seven points better than the Tampa Bay Bucks on a neutral field. Obviously, this is in Tampa, so you have to consider that. But um, beyond all of the kind of external factors here, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks have really kind of played up against worse competition. We saw what happened when they played a better team at home in the Eagles. They got kind of blown off the field. I think something similar could happen here. Um, you know, I don't expect. Detroit to put up 30 plus points but I think we could just see a 27 to 17 type of game here because I just believe the Lions are much better on really uh, I guess not both sides of the ball the defense on the Tampa side is pretty good but I think the advantage is minimal there and the offensive advantage is pretty huge so um, I get it and uh, I see following the Sharps again usually a good philosophy but I uh, I, I was going to mention this in my honorable mentions as one of my favorites or I considered the Detroit minus three so we'll see if the uh, the Sharps or the Joes uh, end up playing this one out in Detroit or in uh, in Tampa but my fourth best bet of the week I actually altered right before this podcast I just got a, a little bit of a you know, a, a bad feeling about the, uh, I played the same game. So I played Seattle at Cincy. We're playing the over 45. We actually mentioned this one, or Cody brought it up uh, when we did our uh, preview of this week uh, and then recapped our best bets for week five. But this over came down to 45 in large part due to the, uh, the weather uh, being a little murky, but it is cleared up. Looks like it's going to be just fine for game time tomorrow. A little chilly, but no wind or rain expected. Uh, and the over is still only at 45, so it came down a couple points in you know large part due to that. But you're getting basically two free points in this game, in my opinion. Seattle's offense has been really good since that week one done against the Rams, 37, 37, and 24 points in their last three games. And even that 24 point total against that Giants team was mostly because the the Giants just completely rolled over, only scored three points in that game, so they could have put up more than that. Uh, I think the uh, the Cincy defense plays into what Seattle does well. It's a bit of a run funnel. They have a, a good pass defense, not so good on the run. 
Uh, Seattle obviously likes to establish it with Charbonnet and Walker, and then I don't think they really have the horses to cover DK and lock it on the backside either. Um, I, I looked at Cincy's schedule. They've actually played a decent slate of receivers. I think Puka Nakua probably be the best one uh, from a production standpoint so far, but I don't think they've fa- faced anything like the tandem of Metcalf and Lockett. I, I like the uh, – so my original play was Seattle plus three. I got a little nervous looking at the schedule, though. Uh, the Bengals come out of the bye, they, so they have a, they're going into a bye next week. They come out of the bye to San Francisco and the Bills. This 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 Seattle this NC team wants to make the playoffs. They need to win this game. They 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 are coming out of the bye, and they might be lucky to be three and five if they lose to this Seattle Seahawks team at home because that would mean they split with 49ers and the Bills uh, in those two games. So. This is going to be a really desperate Bengals team, and that kind of scared me off of Seattle plus three. I still like it. If you want to play it, it would make its way into my honorable mentions, but I'll just play the over instead because I think I'm getting three free points here, and uh, the weather has cleared up. Both these teams are firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah, give me the over 45 points here. Yeah, I'm I'm a little happy you switched it to over 45 because I think if I had to place a bet on that, I would take the Bengals minus three. I just have a feeling I... This is not my work. This is straight from another podcast, but a guy was reviewing the tape, and he says that he feels like Joe Burrow is pretty close to being back, the way he was moving around last week and such. So if that is the case, I like the Bengals quite a bit, and if you if you feel the same way, I don't mind the Bengals minus three, but I love the over just in general. I think that both these teams could be putting up 25-plus in this game pretty easily, and like you said, the Bengals really have to win if, if they want to stay alive. In- they really do. Granted, the AFC North isn't as dominant as we kind of thought some of the teams would be, but they need, they need this one because they could definitely lose to San Francisco. And then the Bills have a bunch of reasons to go in and whoop up on Cincinnati after the yeah. regular season situation last year and then just getting clowned in the playoffs last year. So I would expect Buffalo to play with their hair on fire when they play, so they need to get this win. And, uh, yeah, I like the over quite a bit. I'm not, not too happy with – either of these defenses so far it's here uh, the sharps are really on seattle though so i that, that's what are that's what surprised me yeah so i i hear what you're saying and i i really do feel that angle so that that is what legitimately scared me off of seattle but 45 percent of tickets on seattle plus three 68 percent of money um, dang the, okay yeah the, so they are really really on seattle in this one um again I, I i just i am a little scared off by that angle but i do feel a little more confident that i i've already placed a few bets on seattle so i can't go back on it but um, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pivot to the over i would recommend it uh the over only slight lean for the sharp 74 percent of tickets and 78 percent of the money but a lot of these tickets have probably already come in before these you know weather reports were finalized so I would expect that number to probably go up a little bit before Sunday, uh, especially if it clears up. Yep. I was going to say the, one of the podcasts I was listening to was talking about, if you want the under in this game, you got it. You had to take it earlier in the week before the weather report got finalized because it goes either way. If it's supposed to be terrible weather on Saturday, it's going to drop a couple points. Now that it's supposed to be at least decent, it's probably going to go back up to 47, 48 by game time. Would not be surprised at all. All right, let's get into my last best bet. And um, luckily, we did not have a lock of the week segment when we recorded our Thursday night football because it probably would have been Broncos plus 10.5 this week, but avoided that that bombshell. So we are going to make our lock of the week Colts plus four at the Jaguars. Uh, it's a divisional game, so I'm going to take the team getting points in the divisional game. 
Also, the Jaguars coming back from spending two weeks in London. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see how that affects them. Um, I know that they, they probably flew back Sunday right after the game or, you know, Sunday night. So they've had plenty of time to get back in a ma- and get back into, you know, regular time zone there in Jacksonville. But still, I imagine two weeks in another part of the world is going to throw off your body at least a little bit. Um, and then also Indianapolis has won six straight games in Jacksonville. Uh, this has been a kind of a touted rivalry there in Jacksonville. Um Pretty much also just another one of my philosophies. Jaguars are coming off their biggest win of the year, beating the Bills pretty handily in London last week. The Colts lost their quarterback, but Gardner Minshew is a fine, serviceable backup. I think he could definitely stay in this game. Um, So my lock of the week, I'm going to take the Colts plus four on the road at Jacksonville. Yeah, this is another one that feels like a a really sharp play because I I think most people that – you know, just kind of tentatively follow the NFL would see uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars at home against a Colts team that just lost their starting quarterback is transitioning to Gardner Minshew, only favored by four points. That seems a little low. They would probably lean that side if I had to guess. But um, yeah, I, I get it. I think this could be a closer game than most people think. Uh, I I just have trouble in personally betting on this Colts team. They seem to be pretty fickle week to week as far as. Uh, you know, their defense especially has kind of been hot and cold. And uh, Gardner Minshew, you never really know what you're going to get out of week to week. And kind of same for the Jags. I mean, last week they really showed up against the Bills, but they themselves have thrown up a couple stinkers. Uh, so uh, I, I appreciate your conviction, but I'm going to let you keep that bet. And uh, I, I'm probably going to go a different direction because of the divisional matchup of that nature. But uh, clearly Cody has some confidence. So, if you um, you know, he has been cleaning up this year even more so than I have. So uh, definitely follow him if he feels that one. Uh, my last bet of the week is another divisional matchup. We're going to go Minnesota at Chicago. We're taking Chicago plus three at home. Absolutely love getting the full three here. I would expect this thing to be bet down to two and a half by the time uh, it kicks off. Uh, it's been kind of fluctuating all week between two and a half and three, so lock it in at three while you can. Uh, this is also one of those games that's suspected to be a sloppy weather game. We were taught, I think, I don't know if we brought up the over in this game, but I really liked it on paper when I saw 46 originally earlier in the week, uh, you know, assuming a clear weather situation but it's come all the way down to 43 and a half because it's expected to be uh, pretty pretty rainy and probably pretty windy in chicago i think that really benefits the bears in this one the vikings obviously rely a lot more uh, on their deep passing game with kirk cousins a quarterback than the bears do they uh, can obviously run the ball uh, they're missing some running backs but i think deonta foreman will fill in just fine as a downhill runner and justin fields can help fill in the cracks uh in that situation as well so of the tickets on the Bears, 65% of the money. The Sharps are all over the Bears with me on this one. And, yeah, I think I might even still take the over 43.5 because both these defenses are so bad. But, uh, again, the weather, it's it's always just really hard to to know what to expect from it. So I'd I'd probably just steer clear and just take the Bears plus three. Uh, I think, um, you know, if Minnesota wins this game, they're not going to blow them out. Yeah, and Chicago's a Midwestern city, but it sits right on Lake Michigan, so their yeah. weather can just get freaky out of nowhere just based exactly. off of being right on the water. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would check this one. If it's if the weather does find a way to clear up before game time and, and 
books are still holding you at 43 and a half. Yes, I would take that over because these defenses are terrible. So yep. keep that one in the back of your mind. But I love Chicago plus three this week. I I think Chicago wins outright, honestly. I, I think Me this too. Minnesota yep. Vikings team is in shambles right now. And, um, you know, they're they're going to need – they need the win probably more than the Bears do. I think the Bears are okay with it being uh, just an okay season. The Vikings are not going to be okay with that. Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation about Kirk Cousins – potentially wave in his no trade clause if things don't work out and other stuff like that and I think that's gonna it's gonna really ramp up after this week because I could see the Bears kind of putting it on this this Vikings defense um they're one of the worst defenses against the pass DJ Moore might just have another DJ Moore kind of game where he gets his 10 targets and does the most with all of them so yeah I'm all over the Bears in this one as well I put a little wager on that um on that line yeah, this Vikings run defense has actually been really good so far this year, other than one game. Uh, they have really improved. I think that was kind of a focus of their uh, their defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, coming into this season after they did not have a great run defense last year. The only problem I have with that, the the one game they did have a bad, uh, a bad ru- rush defense was against the Philadelphia Eagles. What do they have in common with Chicago Bears? A running quarterback adds another defender in the box that has to account for Justin Fields that can really, really change a lot about how you scheme uh, against run offenses. So, um, you know, that that's just uh, that's another kind of layer here uh, that their defenses look good on the on the ground. But I think the Justin Fields factor might sort of override that. Yeah, and if the weather is terrible, I will take the running quarterback who can exactly. make the decision just yeah. to keep it himself over Kirk Cousins who's going to be stuck just – flinging the ball all over the field in rain and potentially wind. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about these lines. Nick, you want to run through uh, the nine best bets that we have remaining this week? Oh, yes. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna, we'll recap all of them here. I'm going to start with Cody's side. Cody is playing plus three for the Patriots at the Raiders. We are playing the Saints at minus one and a half at the Texans. Lions at Bucks. We're taking Bucks plus three at home. And then lastly, Cody's lock of the week is Colts plus four at Jaguars. Minshew Mania, lock it up. Hopefully taking care of business for Cody this week. On my side, we are going out to London for our first game. Baltimore at Tennessee. We're taking the Lunder under the Lunder under forty-two points in Baltimore at Tennessee. And we are following Cody to Houston, New Orleans at Houston. We're taking the under 42 and a half there. Hopefully New Orleans can keep their streak going 11 straight unders. I'm hoping to make it 12. Seattle at Cincy. We are pivoting to the over 45 there. Also like playing Seattle plus three, but uh, Cody's on the other side. And I kind of gave some reasons why I'm a little scared of that as well. So Seattle at Cincy, play the over 45. Uh, Minnesota at Chicago. We're taking Chicago plus three. Both of us like that one quite a bit. Lastly, my lock of the week, New England at Las Vegas. We are going to the under once again. I'm being a buzzkill this week. Three out of five of my bets are on the under. 41 and a half uh, in that game, New England at Las Vegas. Take the under 41 and a half. That one, uh, that one's easy. It's, a, it's almost a free square. Yep. Yep. I like that. I, yeah, I love your unders this week are all good unders. I mean, they all just make a ton of sense. So um, speaking of unders, because that kind of ruins fantasy football, you want to add a beer bet on our head to head fantasy football matchup this week? Absolutely. I do. I am. Going all to right, let's do thank it. Thank you this week. A hundred. We'll see about that. <laughs> we will see about that. Go ahead and put it in there. I'll take I think I have like a four point 
projected higher scoring. So, I mean, it's basically, I think yeah, the odds yeah. are like 51-49, basically right at 50-50. So, Sleeper hopefully... Uh, to... Sleeper has not caught up to some of my projections, in my opinion. Uh, Jacoby Myers, still under 10 points on his projection. Kind of ridiculous that he's receiving 10-plus targets a game and that he could be that low. Amon Ross St. Brown and David Montgomery, I think, will get bumped up as well because uh, Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta will be ruled out before game time. Uh, in Ooh, Laporta's out this week? Yeah, he strained his calf in practice uh, this week. So we're oh, going to shoot. get a further condensation of targets to my boy Amon Ross St. Brown and even David Montgomery because he will be, be, he will be playing passing downs with no Jameer Gibbs this Sunday. Um, yeah, and Cody's got a couple guys coming off high ankle sprains. I think could see slower weeks than they would normally see against some tough defenses as well. So um, when uh, we recap week six, we will be sure to tell you about how I beat Cody's ass in sleeper this week. Actually, I think I'm, I'm 0-4 against Cody so far in the two years that we have played together uh, in fantasy. So I, I, do I think so. This one. I need this one pretty but bad. Did, have we played each other both years in the playoffs in this league? Yes, yes, we have. Yes. I see. Two years ago it was for third place, and then last year it was for yes. it was in the quarterfinals. Yeah. The semifinals, but yes, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. It's early. All right. I gotta get. Yeah, gotta get my coffee in. <laughs> any honorable mentions this week? I have a few. Um. It's it's really gross, and it's the reason why I didn't make my best bets. I didn't want to talk about it, but if you're if you want to bet the sharp side, the sharp side will tell you to bet Cleveland plus ten. It's it's absolutely disgusting, but this is a letdown yeah, spot for the Forty ers It's it's yeah. a huge number, and th- you're you're betting on the best defense in the NFL being able to keep the Forty ers at bay for at least a little bit in this game, and then hopefully. I just don't know how they score points, which is why I didn't throw it in there as I, I could not talk highly of P.J. Walker running this offense. So that's why I left it alone. But every sharp podcast I listen to or every professional better that I look up is telling me to take the to take the Cleveland Browns. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't recommend it personally. Yeah, I um... – I saw a pretty good stat somewhere uh, that Jim Schwartz led defenses, uh, which yep. is the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator, have had a ton of success against uh, Kyle Shanahan's either head coach teams or offensive coordinator led teams. They're like uh, you know three and eight or something. Uh, Kyle Shanahan yep. is against uh, Jim Schwartz led defenses straight up. So obviously you don't even have to take straight up. You get nine and a half or 10 points, depending on where you're betting. But I agree. Taking PJ Walker is just a little scary. So instead I'm going to play the under here. The under is absolutely disgusting at 36 points, but I still think there's value here. The sharps are all, all over this one. Um, 15% of bets are on under 36, 50% of money. So if you want want to follow Sharps, you play the under 36 here. The public obviously just sees 36 and is disgusted and wants to play the over, but it's probably the wrong side. Uh, Another game that could be vastly affected by weather, so that will further play into the under side here in my opinion. Uh, Eagles minus 6.5 at Jets. This one is not really a sharp play. Uh, this is probably more of a public side play, but I just like getting this under a touchdown. I think the Eagles are much better than the Jets. I don't see how Zach Wilson scores on this defense. Uh, they got healthy last week against the Rams, and we saw them kind of dominate, especially in the second half against a much, much better offense in L.A. So uh, maybe a bit of a letdown here for the Eagles having to travel, travel cross country after last week, but 
I don't see any reason not to back them, uh, especially if you're getting it under seven. I think that's the big, that's the big pivot there. So that's kind of the reason I didn't go with it. It's a bigger number, and I don't. It's it's been going in between six and a half and seven. So I wouldn't play it at seven. Would play at six and a half. Yeah, I I like that one actually quite a bit. I don't know how the Jets. I don't know how Zach Wilson survives yeah. against that defensive line. No. I mean, he already holds the ball too too long against average defensive lines i mean the eagles could yep. bury this guy this week um and obviously you're also getting zach wilson off probably the two best weeks of his career back to back that he's ever had so it's also just a nice like probably he's probably going to come back to the yeah. median which is pretty bad so um yeah i i also heard a lot of sharp saying just take the jets and the points but I, it's just another one of those i'm not going to bet on a terrible quarterback against a really good defensive line so um yeah i like i don't the, mind that like play the, with you I like the under in that game oh, yeah. as well, but I just could not stomach going four or five unders. I don't want to be that much of a buzzkill, but uh, it's it's forty one, which seems again just just too high. This is just a this is a high thirties game. Uh, twenty one, especially with the Jets it's, defense. Yeah, exactly. Both defenses are really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I don't see the Eagles covering. You know, getting the thirty points, which I think they'll need to do if there's gonna if this is gonna get to forty one, but. Uh, 21% of tickets on the under 41, 47% of the money. Another one the Sharps are just really, really leaning into uh, on, on the under on this one. So one more time, I'm going to recap all of our best bets before we get out of here. Cody has Patriots plus three at the Raiders. Saints minus one and a half at the Texans. Lions at Bucks. We're taking Bucks plus three at home. Colts plus four on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars. On my side, I am taking Baltimore at Tennessee under 42. New Orleans at Houston under 42.5. Seattle at Cincy over 45. Minnesota at Chicago plus three. Make sure you lock in that plus three number before it jumps down before game time. New England at Las Vegas under 41.5. That is my lock of the week, Cody. Do you have any more wise words for the people before we get out of here? I don't think so. I think I am ready to get out of here. We'll get this thing posted. And then, uh, as always, on my Twitter and the FanTC Facebook page on Sunday morning, we will post the graphics as well. So make sure to uh, follow us at those two places so that way if you miss out on the podcast, you at least see where we're playing for the week. Uh, But if you did listen to the podcast or watch on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment of your best bet of the week help the boys get into that algorithm uh nick i will see you here in a few hours over at justin's for a nice little halloween party let's get out of here let's do it